chapter 23, as we inch closer uh, to Easter, I want to begin to look at that story of the crucifixion, the cross, and some events that are surrounding uh, that story. Book of Luke chapter 23, if you've got it, say amen. Can I just real quickly say it's good to have some friends of ours today. Uh, Sister Penny Barty, would you wave at me, Miss Penny? Back there, everybody look back there at Miss Penny. She's waving at me. Uh, her and, and Phyllis and Bryce Bickford are here this morning. Phyllis and Bryce waving some dear friends of ours from the Danville area. Uh, Penny has been our prayer partner since I was about 19 years old. Uh, Kelly grew up in the church that, that Penny's uh, attended for some time. They surprised us today and showed up. Uh, so Sister Penny and Bryce and Phyllis, it's great to have you this morning. Thank you for being here. And at some point, Sister Penny is going to be coming on a Sunday to share with us. And she's got a powerful testimony. Uh, she's going to be back to minister to us at some point. So we're just glad that, that she's here today. And Phyllis and Bryce, it's a privilege to have you. Luke 23, we'll pick up in the 26th verse. Here's what the Bible says. Now, as they led him away, Jesus, they led Jesus away, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian. Everybody say Simon. Who was coming from the country, and on him they laid the cross. They laid the cross on Simon. The burden of bearing that cross was laid on Simon, that he might bear it after Jesus. And a great multitude of the people followed him, and women also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For indeed the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren wounds that never bore, and breasts which never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills cover us. For if they do these things in the green wood, what will be done in the dry? Verse 32. There were also two other criminals led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Verse 26 is interesting to me, that they laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming from the country. And on Simon, they laid that cross that he might bear it after Jesus. Simon didn't get up that morning looking for that cross. Simon didn't come to that place expecting and anticipating to have to bear that cross. It was unexpected. It was an unexpected burden. It was an unanticipated cross. Pastor Jeremy, bring me that cross, please, if you don't mind. I want to take a few moments this morning, and I want to talk to you on this thought, the unexpected cross. Father, bless the reading of your word today. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, heart to receive. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. God bless you today. You can be seated. Pastor Tony, thank you. The story of the crucifixion is surrounded by several powerful, what I call, vignettes of interest involving the lives of other people who were touched by the sacrifice and the suffering of Jesus Christ. There are what I like to call parenthetical moments that are connected to the story of the crucifixion. By that I mean there are some, there are some subpoints, if you will, that surround the story of the cross. They are not the main point of the Easter story, but they are sidebars, if you will, that if only for a brief moment they deserve our attention. Uh, for, for an example, when they came to arrest Jesus in the garden that night, you remember that the apostle Peter got angry and drew out a sword and he cut off the ear of, a, of, of the servant of the high priest by the name of Malchus. When Malchus got up that morning, he had no idea he would get caught in that fray. He had no idea that he would, would, would be at a place where he would be injured and be wounded. And when he put his hand to his ear, where his ear had been at that moment, the blood was coming through his fingers and coming down his hand, Jesus just simply reached over and touched that place where that ear had been, and a, and a, and a miracle of restoration happened instantly. We don't talk a lot about that moment. It's, it's a parenthetical moment. But here's the lesson. Sometimes we get caught in the midst of conflict and we get caught in the midst of turmoil. 
And if we're not careful, we will walk away injured and wounded and hurt and broken, not really expecting that to happen. You see, it's a, it's a parenthetical moment that we don't always see in the Easter story. Here's another example. I talked about this the first Sunday that I preached with that thief hanging on that cross and looked at Jesus and said, Lord, what did he say? Lord, remember me. That wasn't just a, a cry from that thief for Jesus to think about him when he came into his kingdom, but, but that word remember comes from a Greek word that means the putting back together of that which has been pulled apart. And when something is dismembered, it has to be remembered to put back together. And that dying thief was saying that day, Jesus, I'm a broken, pulled apart mess up here. Will you remember me? Will you put me back together again? Parenthetical moments, sidebars that we, if we're not careful, that we miss. This story of Simon the Cyrenian is one of those. I've heard people say that Simon was in the wrong place at the wrong time that day, Gene Turpin. I would like to suggest to you today that Simon was quite possibly in the right place at the right time. When Simon went to bed that night before the crucifixion, never in his wildest dreams did he believe or realize that he was going to have to carry that cross that day. Is it all right if I come down here and just preach a little bit today? Okay, I'm going to come anyways. When he woke up that morning, Simon had no idea that he would play such a pivotal role in history. He did not ask to carry that cross. He did not ask to have to bear that burden after Jesus. It was an unexpected, it was an unanticipated cross or burden that was laid upon his back. Now there are some crosses in life, some burdens in life, Sister B. Ogle, and you're going to find when I preach I just like to talk to people, it just makes it feel a little more personal. There are some crosses and some burdens I expect to bear in life. I expect to have to bear the burden of developing a ministry and leading a church and being a pastor. Not that you're a burden to me, but there's a burden and a weight that comes with leading a congregation. Now, sometimes folks can be a little heavier burden than others, but y'all got to learn to lighten up on Sunday mornings a little bit. I mean, it, you're, it's okay to laugh and smile. The Lord's not going to strike you dead. There are... Some burden, listen, I, I expect the burden that comes with leading a family and raising children. I expect the burden and, and the cross that, that comes with living average everyday life, but there are some crosses that I'm not prepared for. I'm not prepared to sit across a desk, Pastor Jeremy, and hear a doctor give me some earth-shattering news that I've got some terminal illness that I'm not going to recover. I'm not prepared for something like that. I'm not prepared for the burden that comes with maybe some tragic news involving a, one of my children that has tragically maybe been taken. I'm not prepared for that. God, I sense the Holy Ghost today. I, I'm, I'm not prepared for sudden setbacks. I'm not prepared for shattered dreams. I'm not prepared to, to carry the unexpected cross of emotional pain and hurt from someone that was close to me and loves me, but they, they end up wounding me. I'm not prepared for something like that. They are unexpected. They are unanticipated crosses or, or burdens that sometimes get, get laid on us. And there are people that, most people that I know, including myself, we, we tend to run from the opportunity to bear an unexpected cross or a burden. But here is what I have come to discover and find out, that there are some valuable lessons that can be learned from unexpected crosses. If, if you're tracking with me, would you just kind of nod your head if you understand? Okay, I'll make sure we're on the same page. There are some valuable lessons that I can learn from unexpected and unanticipated and unwanted burdens. I have never met one person 
that has ever prayed and said, Jesus, please lay something hard on me because I want to carry it through this life. If you've prayed that, you're crazy. I've never prayed that. I don't like hard times. I don't like burdens to bear. I don't like unexpected. Those things that just kind of come out of left field and they knock the wind out of us. Some of you have been there. You've done that. You've lived it. Some of you are there right now. And what are the lessons that we can learn from unexpected crosses? Let me, let me just give you a few if I can do that. Number one, if you're carrying an unexpected cross or an unanticipated burden, I want you to know that Jesus carried it first. Long before Simon ever wrapped his arms around that cross, Jesus had already tested the weight of it. Simon didn't carry it first. Jesus carried it to a certain point and the weight broke him down. And Simon then had that cross laid on his shoulders unexpectedly. But Jesus had already tested the weight of that cross. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 that there is no temptation that has taken you or overtaken you such as is common to man. Anything that you've walked through or are walking through, Jesus has already walked through it. Anything that you're experiencing right now in your life, somebody else somewhere has carried something similar to you. But here's the good news today. Whatever has been laid on your shoulders and placed on your back, Jesus carried it first. The Bible said that he was a, a man of sorrows and he was acquainted with grief. He understands sorrow. He understands pain. He understands brokenness. He understands betrayal. He understands loss. He has already been there and done that. I like what Job said in Job 23, 8, 9, and 10. He says, he knows, or let me say it like this, look, I go forward and he's not there. And backward and I cannot perceive him. When he works on the left hand, I cannot behold him. And when he turns to the right hand. I cannot see him. But Job would end that declaration. A man who had lost everything, who had lost his family, had lost his health, had lost his finances. And he said, but he knows the way that I take. And when I have been tried as fire, I will come forth as pure gold. You know what Job was saying? God, I, you know where I've been and you know what I'm walking through. But when the dust settles and it's all set in done. I'm going to be better because I've walked through it. Jesus has already carried your burden today. Oh, come on and praise the Lord this morning. Number two, here's the second lesson. Jesus has not only carried it first, but he shares the load with you now. You understand that you're not carrying this cross by yourself. Scripture gives us possibly, and maybe if you look at an implication, that Jesus and Simon at some point during that walk, they carried that cross together. There is power that is found in partnership. There's something about having someone else help you carry your cross and carry that burden. Paul told us in 2 Corinthians 3 and 9, we are laborers together with God. There's something, there's an equalizing, stabilizing force that I find when I understand that whatever has been laid on my back, I'm not carrying it by myself, but Jesus is sharing the load with me right now. Do you see how cumbersome this is by myself? Come here, Pastor Jeremy. It's cumbersome by myself. But when I've got someone that can maybe help me carry the load and pick up one end while I pick up another end, it makes a world of difference if I realize I've got somebody that is with 
me. Maybe that's why the prophet Isaiah wrote, He hath borne our grief, and He has already carried our sorrows. I may have an unexpected, unanticipated cross and burden on my back. Just walk with me, Pastor Jeremy. But it's not anything that I'm having to carry on my own. That's why Peter said, casting all of my cares upon him because he careth for me. Tim Cronk, that's why the psalmist said, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. I'm telling you that whatever you're carrying today, you're not carrying it by yourself. You've got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. He's helping you bear your burden. He's helping you carry your cross. And together you will make it through. Put it in reverse, Pastor Jeremy. Actually, you, there you go. Thank you. Well, I love having staff around. It makes my job a lot easier. Thank you, sir. You ready for a third lesson? Jesus carried it first. Jesus shares the load with us now, but here's the third lesson. You've been prepared for this task. Whatever you're facing right now, whatever burden or unexpected or unanticipated cross that's been laid on your back, God has been preparing you for whatever moment you find yourself in right now. Have you ever wondered why did those Roman soldiers choose Simon? Gene Turpin, there was more than, he was not the only man standing there along that road that day. Why Simon? Was Simon the, was he the obvious choice? Was there something about his body tone and his makeup that said to one of these Roman soldiers, he can handle it? Did he have this physical physique that, that led those Roman soldiers to believe this guy can handle what we're getting ready? Lord God, I'm getting some revelation right here. Did they see something about him? that set him apart and in their mind that Roman soldier when he put his big burly hand on his shoulder and said, here, you carry this cross. I'd like to suggest to you there was something about Simon that said to those Roman soldiers, he's been prepared for this. He's ready to handle what's getting ready to happen in his life. And if that's the case, if there was something about him that set him apart, if there was a, a look about his physical body that set him apart, that leads me to believe that his life experiences up to that point had prepared him for that moment. And I'd like to tell you today that wherever you are right now and whatever you're facing at this moment, God's been preparing you for this task. Here's what Jeremiah, writing under the unction of the Holy Spirit, said. This is God speaking. Before I formed you in the womb, I already knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you. Before you were ever put together in your mama's womb, I ordained you, Jeremiah, to be a prophet to the nations. When Esther was facing a critical moment in her life in the Old Testament and her, her entire race of people, that Jewish race, was going to be exterminated and taken out by an evil man named Haman. Esther was the only one that, had a, that, that, that would have a possible audience with the king. And she said, listen, I... I'm afraid to go to the king. She told her uncle Mordecai, I'm afraid to go to the king. Because if I go and he doesn't, he doesn't extend that, that, that royal scepter and bring me in, I, he could kill me. And her uncle looks at her and says, Esther, it, it's possible that you've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. Long before David ever stood before Goliath, and long before he ever had to face that battle, he had already dealt with lions and bears and had torn them apart with his bare hands. He was ready to face Goliath. And no matter what you're facing today, 
No matter what cross and burden has been laid upon your back, I want to tell you, everything you've been to up to this point in your life, God's been getting you ready for right where you are right now. Something about our stamina being tested under trials and the weight of unexpected crosses. Listen, it makes us stronger. If I wanted to go relevant on you and get in touch with the musical side of this culture, I'd tell you that Kelly Clarkson, a pop singer, pins some words. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I got kids over here going, shh, they're ready to repeat the word after me. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And you have been prepared for this moment. I'm talking to somebody today. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. But I want to tell you, I feel the unction of the Holy Spirit today. You're ready to handle this. You can handle it. You're not going under. You will not fail. God is for you. God is fighting for you. God is helping you. I'm telling you, God's been getting you ready for this moment. It's going to be okay. I like what Peter said. I'm getting ready to close. First Peter 5 and 10. He said, may the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Watch this. After you have suffered a while. Boy, I'm glad he didn't stop writing there because that makes me a little bit nervous. After you've suffered a while. That means there's going to be some pain in life. There is going to be some unexpected crosses and unanticipated burdens that you're going to have to bear. But I love what Peter said. After you have suffered a while, he will establish you. <laughs> he will strengthen you. He will settle you. That means that whatever has been laid on your back right now, that means whatever unexpected, unanticipated cross or burden you're bearing right now, when that season comes to an end, you're going to be stronger, you're going to be better, you're going to be more equipped for what God has for your life. God's been getting you ready for this moment in time. Can I give you another one? Let me give you one more. cross is connected to a destiny place. The Bible said in the text I read to you that when they had come to the place, everybody say the place, when they had come to the place <coughs> called Calvary, that cross was not meant have to bear forever. Eventually, they came to a place and they laid that cross. Jesus laid that cross down. Pastor Tony, come, come help me land this, please. Come back here. I want you to hear me today that whatever cross may be on your back right now, whatever unanticipated or unexpected burden that's been laid on you it's not for eternity there's a destiny place it will come to an end did you hear me it will come to an end there will come a time that you will trade the cross for a crown I feel my Pentecostal touch right here. I'm about to have a fit. That's all right if we're Pentecostal, isn't it? Too bad, because that's what I am. The cross has destiny connected to it. Do, do you realize that possibly 
Where you are right now, what you're carrying right now is taking you to the destiny God has for your life. Are you getting this? Pastor, the cross is heavy. I know it, but it's got destiny on it. Pastor, the cross is ugly. I know, but it's got destiny on it. Pastor, the cross is painful. I know, but it's got destiny written on it. Pastor, I I don't want this burden anymore. I know, but it's got destiny written on it. God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I hate to keep going back to this. Pastor, our church didn't want to have to walk through this season. I know, but it's got destiny written on it. Pastor, there's been some unexpected, unanticipated crosses that I've I've caused for myself. I know, but I still believe that God will work all things together for His good, and He can use it to fulfill your destiny. Pastor, I'm, I'm about to break under the load. I can't carry it anymore. I know, but it's got destiny written on it. The hard places, the heavy places. I'm telling you, God will use those things to fulfill the plan and the purpose that He has for your life. It has destiny on it. And they came to the place called Calvary. They came to the place called Calvary. Whatever you're carrying right now, you're not going to carry it forever. Here's the last thing. Ooh, I got two minutes. It's 11.58. Last lesson. Can I give you one more lesson? Brother Stout, can I just give you one more lesson? Because you've had to carry a cross you were never expecting to have to carry. You weren't prepared for that cross, were you? No. You've carried it. God's been faithful. I hope that's all right if I say I'm, if I'm out of line. I don't want to be out of line. Would you tell me if I was? They didn't expect to have to carry the cross of losing a child. I mean, I hear the Holy Ghost. I hear the Holy Ghost saying, tell them. Tell them I've seen their faithfulness. When most people would have broken under the weight, I've seen their faithfulness. And the Holy Ghost said to tell you, well done, my good and faithful servants. I know the cross has been heavy, but there's a crown. There's a crown that's coming for your faithfulness. Viogo, you didn't expect have to carry the cross of losing a husband of how many years? 63? You weren't prepared for that. These are only a few of the stories that I even know because I hadn't been here long enough. Was it something you just one day said, I think I'll just expect the cross of losing my husband to cancer? I wasn't expecting that. She's, She's carried the cross faithfully she's done it admirably you never know talking to her you think there's been some hard days you bet there has you think there's been some lonely nights 63 years yeah you bet there has been some lonely nights there's people all in this place today that have been faithful to carry the unexpected cross Here's the last lesson. Others are watching you. You know what the Bible said? Is this, and I'm done. A great crowd followed them. James Hanks, a great crowd followed them. That means there were people watching Simon and how he responded to that cross. I'm telling you, people are watching your response. 
People are watching how you respond to the weight that's put on you in the unexpected, unanticipated cross. If you study out Simon and you look into the, the book of Mark, Simon had two boys named Rufus and Alexander. Aren't you glad you weren't born in Bible times? If your name's Rufus, I'm sorry. I'm not making fun of you. He had two boys. And if you study the book of Mark out, they became leaders in the early church. I wonder if maybe Pastor Tony, they became leaders in the church because they watched their father's example under the weight of that cross. Maybe. I'm telling you, mom and dad, your kids are watching you. Your family's watching how you handle the weight of the unexpected cross, the burdens that you didn't ask for, the cares you didn't bargain for. Your family's watching. The world is watching. Your co-workers are watching. Let's set an example for them. And we can say, I didn't expect it. I didn't anticipate it. But it's what has been handed to me, and I'm going to carry it faithfully because I know, I know that God's working something for my good. I know there's destiny connected to it. Come on, stand quickly, would you please? I want us to move quickly today. I don't want to belabor or prolong. I want you to look at me just for a moment. And I said this last Sunday, if you, can, if you don't have to leave, I'd appreciate you just to hang around for a few minutes. We're not going to take long. If you've got to go, we understand. If you're a guest today and you've got to slip out, stop by the information center, please. Drop your card off. Let us give you a gift. You know, a lot of times in church, we like to bow our heads and close our eyes, and there's moments and there's times for that. I don't feel like we need to do that today. If you're here today, you say, Pastor Gore, you've been preaching to me. I've, I've got some unexpected crosses. I've got some unexpected burdens in my life I wasn't counting on. Pastor, that's me today. Would you just raise up your hand today? Would you just raise up your hands? Keep them up. Look, keep them up. Just raise up your hand. Look around. Look around. You see that? Keep them up for a second. Would you keep them up for a second? I don't want to sing about that. Look around you. Look around. You got your hand up. Look around. You are not by yourself. Put them down. You're not walking through this place by yourself. There's other people who are where you are. In just a minute, this worship team is going to begin to sing as they do if you're here today. First and foremost, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you've got the burden of sin on your back, he's ready to lift that burden today and give you the gift of eternal life. Right here in this service, it could happen. That's why we turn the lights on, by the way, on Sunday mornings. That's why we, that's why we do what we do. We want lost people to find Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're here today, Pastor Tom, I want you to begin to sing. As he begins to sing, you say, Pastor, that's me today. I've got an unexpected cross I'm dealing with, and I, I just need some people to help pray for me. I want you, as he begins to sing, I just want you to come. He never promised. Come on, Pastor, that was me. That's me, Pastor. Come on, a bunch of your hands went up. Don't wait, just come. Come. Come stand. Come stand. Come on. He never offered a victory without fighting. He said, it would always come. Come on, keep coming.
here's what I need real quickly. We're going we're gonna to pray and be dismissed. I need some people out there that have already been here. I need some people out there that you know what it's like to have to carry an unexpected, unexplained, unanticipated cross. I need you to come stand behind these people if you can and just kind of, kind of wiggle your way in here and just build me a wall of faith while we pray. Oh, God, I hear the Holy Ghost talking. I'm about to break out the song right there. Did you hear that? That was actually on key. I hear the Holy Ghost. Look at me. Jesus. Come Jesus. stand right here, dear. Hallelujah. Have I Thank met you, you before Lord. yet? I don't know if I have. Jesus, Jesus. Have you been here since I've been here before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You believe the Holy Spirit speaks today? <laughs> Hallelujah. I got two words the Holy Ghost just whispered to me. It's over. Oh my God. Hey, I need a little bit more monitor sound, man. I need a touch more monitor. What's your name? What? Lauren. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it's connected to or tied to. But I'm telling you, I heard the Holy Ghost say, tell her it's over. It's over. It's done. My God, I see, oh, I see the burden coming off of you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. He said it's over. Sing. It's over. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy Oh, the hell would not be hard oh, It's over! He never offered My God, pardon me while I sit out for a minute I said it's over! It's over! The burden's being lifted! Oh, remember when you're standing the valley of decision
Holy Spirit said, just tell you, behold, he's a healer. Come on, Pastor. If you got a pot roast in the oven, if it burned, I'm sorry, send me the bill. Tell her I'm a healer. Tell her I'm a healer. Tell her. Tell her. I'm telling her, Holy Spirit. Tell her which should take months and years to heal. Tell her I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it quickly. Tell her I'm going to do it quickly. Tell her I'm going to do it suddenly. Come on, sing it, Pastor Tony. Sing it. Jesus. Jesus. Sing it. Peace and That the cross would not be heavy. service like this every single Sunday it gets you out of balance and we can have the power of God every Sunday but it may not be just like this because he doesn't ever duplicate himself Sean and Sonia I'll tell him Holy Spirit he makes all things new I'm well aware what time it is Matter of fact, my favorite team is already tipped off. Who cares? My 14-year-old does, but that doesn't matter. Listen. You hear that? You know what that is? Pages turning. Every page you turn, it's just, it's closing the chapter. God, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to me. I don't know what that means. Hear it? Listen. Hear it? He said, close it. Turn the last page right now and close it. You ready? Look here, Psalm. Turn it. Turn the page. Just turn it. Turn it. Brent, turn it. Turn it. Turn it. You know what this, I just want this, it's a blank slate. God help me. It's a blank slate. The pages you just turned, the Holy Ghost said, close it. That chapter is over. It's a new chapter. It's a new season. It's a new day.
Father, right now I just pray for every person that came to this front today with unexpected, unanticipated crosses and burdens to bear. I'm praying you'll strengthen their shoulders today. God, for others, you said it's over, it's done, it's a new season, it's a new day. God, but for some of those that continue, that will continue to have to walk with it a little bit longer, give them the grace and the strength to bear themselves up underneath it. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, the church said amen. Don't move a muscle. I need three minutes. <clears throat> you ready? This is an unofficial. It's not a, I'm not calling a business meeting to order. I got to give you seven days to do that, so it's not a business meeting. It's an informational point. Stay standing. A few years ago, and I've talked about this some, you went through a, can you just play softly for me, Tony? You went through a name change here. <clears throat> don't need to know all the details. Don't care to know all the details. Here's what you need to know. Legally, this church at the IRS is still listed as Pulaski Church of God. At the banks, or the bank, we're still listed as Pulaski Church of God. At international offices in Cleveland, Tennessee, where the Church of God denomination is located, headquarters, we're still listed as Pulaski Church of God. Okay, now I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making a dig. I'm not throwing anybody in the bus, leadership, anything. I'm just giving you facts. The only thing that you technically did was you changed the name of the sign. You changed the name of the church on the sign and on some tithing envelopes is all that you did. So we are not operating legally as the refreshing center. With that said, and with your approval and your affirmation, I would like for us not to change anything but to simply continue to be known as Pulaski Church of God. Now, because I want you, that was an expression, and I don't want anybody to feel any pressure right here. If you are in favor of us operating under Pulaski Church of God, would you just signify that by saying, I? I. I. If you're opposed, you may say, I, and it's perfectly fine. Okay. Seriously. And here's all that means. If you noticed your bulletin this morning, it said, Pulaski Church of God. If you noticed your connection card this morning, it said, not the Pulaski Church of God. We're not the only church, simply Pulaski Church of God. We have got a ton of giving envelopes that still have the refreshing center on them. We'll continue to use those for a little while, but here's what's going to happen. The name on the sign is going to change to reflect who we are. This church is known in this community as Pulaski Church of God. Okay. The web address, listen, Jeremy and I have been working, we're, we're working on a whole new logo, color scheme, new website, everything, okay? In the next days and weeks to come, everything in here that says Refreshing Center, Facebook, Twitter, website, all that is going to be changed to reflect Pulaski Church of God. The given envelopes will be changed to reflect Pulaski Church of God, right? Now, here's what I, I don't, I don't need the history or the details of how, why, what, when, all that that happened. It, it, it doesn't matter. But from this moment on, when people ask you, where do you go to church? You can say, Pulaski Church of God. Okay? Now, if you're not in favor of this, I, I apologize and I, I'm, I'm sorry that it's not maybe what you want, but I believe the, the body, the consensus of this body has, has spoken, and I've given you that voice. And if you wanted to say I as opposed, I had no trouble with that whatsoever. And you're going to find that there's times that we're going to do things, I'm going to bring it to you, I'm going I'm to let you give your expression. There's other times that there's stuff that's going to be done, you're not going to get an expression, you're going to probably get mad, I'm going to love you, we're going to keep on moving. If we can't vote on everything, we wouldn't have time to do anything in, in the world. Okay? So, it's a new day, it's a new season, and when somebody in town says, well, I thought it was the refreshing center, all you, I don't need you to go back and say anything else except this. It was, but we are Pulaski, Church of God is all you've got to say, and leave it. Okay? Now, I, listen, there's probably, there's, I'm sure this church has been chattered about since I walked in the door. Probably not all good, but you know what? I don't care.
I care about you, but I don't care about doubters, naysayers. I care about them. I, don't have, I really don't care what they say because we're going to obey God before we obey anybody else. Okay? If you're a guest today and you, and you heard that and we had to go through that, it's okay. Don't ask any history. We don't need to go through the history. We are what we are today because God's doing something brand new. Amen? Here's what I need somebody to do. Doctor, Dr. Stewart, would you just, will you swing those back doors open on that side for me? Will somebody back there swing those back doors open for me? Baptism candidates, meet me up here quickly in the choir area. I love you. Have a good day. Drop your connection card off in the buckets for your guests. Drop at the Welcome Information Center. See you tonight at 6 o'clock.